There is a lot of controversy surrounding the life of Paul. Some people only believe that Paul's letters are inspired. That's surprising, but it's true. Others reject Paul's writings, and there's a few more of these groups. I think one of the difficulties when it comes to studying Paul's writings is his timeline, the timeline of his life. So I want to take time to look at Paul's life and his testimony. To make it a little bit easier to follow, we're going to break it down into four sections in Paul's life. The first is from his birth until his salvation. The second is the first years of his Christian life. The third is his missionary trips. And the fourth one is his arrest and death. If you want to see this written out, at the end of this video, I'm going to give you a simple resource that you can see all of these different sections of Paul's life. Hi, this is Robert Furrow and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. The only person that is more important than Paul the Apostle to Christianity and its start is Jesus Christ himself. Getting saved only a few years after the resurrection of Jesus and writing almost half of the New Testament books. The importance of Paul to Christianity cannot be overstated. Today, we want to cover the life and times of Paul the Apostle. One caveat before I get started, and that is when I am giving dates. I'm going to give single dates, but when you look up the life of Paul or the life of Jesus or the life of other historical people, there's generally a range. This happens between 4 and 5 BC. This happens between 6 and 7 AD. This happens between 58 and 60 AD. So I chose the middle spot in all of those. That means there could be some leeway. You could shift Paul's life back a little bit. You could shift Paul's life forward a little bit. But for the sake of this video, I chose the middle point when there were ranges on these different events that happened in Paul's life. First of all, his birth and salvation. Paul was born around 5 AD. He was probably somewhere between six and seven years younger than Jesus, which is really surprising to us. Because when we think of those two, we think they didn't live a lot of their lives at the same time, but they lived their early lives around the same time. They were contemporaries. Paul was born in the city of Tarsus and he was a Roman citizen. His family owned land in the area, which made them an automatic Roman citizen. And this came with a lot of benefits. And as you study the life of Paul in his letters and in the book of Acts, you see him mention this citizenship. We don't know much about Paul's really early life, but we know that somewhere around 14 and 15 years old, he went to Jerusalem to study under the great teacher Gamaliel. And Gamaliel spoke of Paul. He wrote that the only problem that he had with Paul was that he could not keep him in books. This means that if Jesus made trips when he was 12 years old to Jerusalem, when he was a little bit older, he would have been in Jerusalem at the same time that Paul was in Jerusalem training to be a Pharisee. At the age of 25, Paul becomes a Pharisee and leaves Jerusalem and goes back to Tarsus. And for a few years, he works as a Pharisee in the community that he grew up in. Now, Paul excelled as a Pharisee. In fact, in the book of Galatians, he says, I excelled among many of my contemporaries. And he went back to Jerusalem at around 28 years old and he became part of the Sanhedrin. In fact, the book of Acts talks about when Paul came back. We find this in Acts 7:58. This is about Stephen, the first martyr of the church. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. 
And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. Now, a couple of things are important here. First of all, Saul's around 28 years old and is already on the Sanhedrin. That means he really excelled. And the reason that we believe that he was on the Sanhedrin is because he talks about casting his lots against Christians. Now, that doesn't mean he was on the Sanhedrin when he was 28. He might have gotten on it within the next couple of years, but he did cast his lots against Christians, which means that he would have been on the Sanhedrin. We also know from Paul's writings that this time, while he is attacking the church, that he does it with great zeal. He was very good at being a Pharisee. He excelled and he was very good at persecuting the church. We're told that many Christians fled from Jerusalem to get away from Paul. And one of the places that they went was Damascus. And Paul got permission to go to Damascus and arrest them there. And something dramatic happened along the way. Which brings us to the second part of Paul's life. And that is his early Christian years. When Paul was 30 years old, which would have been a few years after the crucifixion of Jesus, it's interesting that Paul went back to Tarsus at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus and then came back to Jerusalem after the resurrection of Christ and Christianity had already started. At 30 years old, he's on his way to Damascus and he has permission to arrest Christians and he's got other people with him when all of a sudden he is blinded by a bright light. And Jesus says to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul said, who is it, Lord? And he said, Jesus, whom you persecute. And then he says to him, it is hard for you to kick against the goads. A goad was a pointed spear or a pointed object that you would put behind the hamstrings of an animal on a cart or a plow. And if the animal got uppity, it would kick into the goads and it would stab it in the hamstrings. And it wouldn't take long for the animal to finally realize, this is not good, I better settle down. And so Jesus uses this analogy of Paul. He had been kicking against the goads. He knew the scriptures well as a Pharisee, a Pharisee that excelled. And he must have known that there were certain passages that spoke of Jesus and fought against that. So Jesus told him to go to Damascus and find a man named Annas who would pray for him. And Paul was told that God had many things for him to suffer. What a call. Not called to do great things, but called to suffer in great ways. There really is a connection to that with us in Christianity. We are supposed to sacrifice. God uses our difficulties, our struggles, our hardships for his glory. Paul understood this well when he prayed that he would complete the suffering of Christ or that he wanted to know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. And Paul would indeed suffer greatly, especially during his missionary journeys. Paul makes his way to Damascus. Annas prays for him. The scales fall off of his eyes. And after spending a little bit of time in Damascus, Paul says that he went off to Arabia for three years. Now, we don't really know what Paul was doing in Arabia, but I assume that he was searching the scriptures, that he was learning about Jesus, that this was his time of schooling and preparation as a Christian. And at 33 years old, he leaves Arabia and returns back to Damascus. And he begins to debate the scribes and the Pharisees that are in the synagogues there in Damascus. And he does such a good job that they want to kill him. They put assassins at each of the gates and Paul is lowered out with a rope in a basket and lowered down to the ground and escapes to Jerusalem, where at that point he meets with Peter. 
In fact, the Bible tells us that they were hesitant to see him because of his persecution. They remembered with what fervor he persecuted them with. And Barnabas took him and brought him to Peter. And he spent about 15 days with Peter. He also met James, the brother of Jesus. And then he went back to Tarsus. That's where he went after he had got out of school and spent about three, three and a half years in Tarsus. Now he returns there again as a Christian. And at the end of Galatians chapter one, Paul talks about the brethren in Jerusalem, not really knowing him by face, hearing the news that he who persecuted us is now a believer and they glorified God for it. And here's the crazy thing. Paul spent about eight years in Tarsus. So when you add Tarsus, three years in the Arabian desert, You've got Paul called by God to suffer in great ways. We know what God's going to do with him, but God uses 13 or so years to do something inside of Paul. Sometimes I think we're in way too much of a hurry when God's calling us. We need God to be able to develop that character inside of us and let it truly be developed. And Paul needed that. In fact, later on, Paul would talk about God giving him an infirmity, a thorn in his flesh to keep him humble because of the greatness of his call. This may be the reason that God waited over a decade before starting to use Paul in a powerful way. But coming to the Lord at 30 years old and then not being used by him until he's in his 40s when he is so used to excelling is certainly surprising. Now, when Paul was 42 years old, Barnabas established a church in Antioch and he was doing the work alone and he realized that he needed some help. And so he went to find Saul. He went to the area of Tarsus where Saul was from and he searched for him. Literally, the Bible says he was Saul hunting and he found him and he brought him back to Antioch with them. And Barnabas and Paul together ministered to the church there and they grew and it was there in Antioch that they were first called Christians. It seems that it was here at 44 years old that Paul made his first trip to go and meet with the apostles. Paul knew, and you can read about this in Galatians chapter two, Paul knew that if he was teaching something different than what the apostles were teaching, that he would be wrong. And so he goes to find out whether he has run the race in vain in his own words. And when he meets with them, they give him the right hand of fellowship. And Paul realizes that he's teaching what is true. Later on, he would use this trip to defend the gospel because they were saying that Paul made up something different than the disciples did. And Paul said, I went and checked with them and was given to them the right hand of fellowship. In other words, the gospel I preach and the gospel the other apostles preach is the same gospel. Now we've had Paul's early life. We've had his early Christian life. We've seen him, I don't know if he was set aside or doing work for Christ in Tarsus for a long time. Barnabas going and getting him, and now he goes on his missionary journeys. And there are three of them. He is set aside. The Bible simply tells us that the Holy Spirit set aside Paul and Barnabas for them to go out on the mission field. They laid hands on them and they prayed for them and they sent them. They took John Mark with them, who would abandon them somewhere along the line in the first missionary trip. They would meet Titus and Timothy, who would become strong co-workers together with Paul for the rest of his life. So at around 44 years old, Paul sets out on his first missionary journey. He goes to Cyprus and he goes to the region of Galatia and he plants the church there and he's extremely successful. There's also a lot of difficulties, a lot of suffering that he goes through while he's there. 
He is beaten. He is arrested. He is stoned at some point in one of his missionary journeys. Paul indeed suffers a lot, especially during this time. After that first missionary journey, Paul found out that some legalists, some agitators, had made their way into Galatia and had told people that if you want to be a Christian, you've got to get circumcised, you've got to keep the festivals, you've got to keep the Sabbath day, and you've got to keep the law. And this really upset Paul, and he debated them. And when one man was particularly strong-headed against them, they went down to Jerusalem. This is Acts chapter 15. This is Paul's second trip. The first trip was to find out if his gospel was correct, aligned with the other apostles. The second trip was to establish whether or not you would lay any of the law upon believers. And I'm so glad this was done because legalists are still around today. And they were going in to spy out their liberty to try to put bondages on them. And Paul wanted them to be set free. So at the age of 44, he goes back to Jerusalem, meets with the council, and they send a letter saying, we don't put any regulations on you. They say, just stay away from things that are strangled and things that have the blood in it. Uh, later on, that will be omitted by Paul. Just because they said, do those things, doesn't mean that was what the Holy Spirit wanted. They might have been mistaken in writing that letter the way that they did, but they said, we will lay no further burdens on you. Later on, Paul would deal with eating meat that was sacrificed to idols or meat that wasn't kosher. And he would basically say, just don't ask. For the conscience sake, just don't ask and you won't have to worry about it. But that is for an entire another study. Now at 47 years old, Paul sets out on his second missionary journey. And here, Paul and Barnabas have had an argument. Barnabas wanted to take John Mark. Paul didn't want to take him because he had abandoned them on the first trip. And it became so sharp that there was a division. And Paul took Silas and went on his missionary journey. And Barnabas took John Mark and went on another one. People have pointed out that this confrontation between them led up to two different missionary teams. And when you really look at it, it looks like Paul wasn't being gracious to John Mark, but God did have Paul and Silas to work together. And he chose confrontation to bring about his will. And sometimes God uses that. The Bible says God can use anything to bring about his will. And so Paul and Silas set out on their second missionary journey. This time they go further into Asia Minor than the region of Galatia. They also go into Greece and they settle in Corinth. And it's from there that Paul writes his first and second letter to the Thessalonians. It's believed that 1 Thessalonians could be the first book that Paul ever wrote. It's either 1 Thessalonians or Galatians. He was either dealing with that first false doctrine that came up in Galatia, which was legalism. By the way, the legalists are still alive today, and I'm so glad we have Paul's writings. Or 1 Thessalonians, where they were confused about the return of the Lord, and he wrote to, to give them good, solid doctrine because people were coming in and lying to those who were in Thessalonica. So it was there on his second missionary journey that he wrote the letters to Thessalonica. At 48 years old, Paul makes a brief visit to Jerusalem and then to Antioch and then sets off on his third missionary journey. He finds himself back in the area of Corinth and up in Thessalonica and back over into Ephesus. And it's then that he spends two years in the school of Tyrannius in Ephesus. And Ephesus becomes the most solid church out of all of the earlier churches. You can reference the letters to the Ephesians in the book of Revelation. 
They tested those who were false prophet. They stood strong to, on the word of God, but they also lost their first love. Sometimes we can have such a love for the purity of the gospel and the word of God, which is a good thing, but we don't want to lose the love of the Savior and that affection that we have for him either. And while he's in Ephesus at some point, he writes the letters to the Galatians and to the Corinthians. And the Corinthian church was an absolute mess. But how much do we learn from these two letters written in Ephesus about the gospel and legalism and liberty and freedom in Galatians and about how we are supposed to act and how to deal with things that are behavioral issues in our lives from the books of First and Second Corinthians? At 55 years old, at the end of his third missionary journey, Paul makes his way back over to Greece and some believe up into what is modern Yugoslavia and writes the book of Romans desiring to go see them, wanting to go see them, and that is the capstone of Paul's work. He did not plant the church in Rome, but he's heard that it is there. He wants to make sure that they have clarity, and it seems like he projects some questions and answers them in the book of Romans. And it is Romans that we have, those great passages on the love of God and nothing being able to separate us. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that creation is a sign to everyone that there is a God. And God puts inside of every person that there is something that causes us to believe. Paul now heads from that region desiring to go to Jerusalem. There's something that pulls him along the way. And prophets tell him, when you go to Jerusalem, chains await you. And one prophet even very dramatically takes Paul's belt and ties up his hands and, and says, this is what awaits you in Jerusalem. And Paul is brokenhearted. He says, I'm willing to die and be arrested for the Lord. But for whatever reason, he felt driven to go to Jerusalem. He stops by and meets the Ephesians elders on the beach. He cries with them because he says he knows that ravenous wolves are going to come in. This is always the peril of the church. There's always ravenous wolves and there are always false doctrines. And the sad part, like the Galatians, they had received the false doctrine. And Paul was incredibly heartbroken over it. But he wept with the Ephesian elders because he knew that ravenous wolves were going to come in. And then he headed off to Jerusalem. Paul makes his way to Jerusalem and then goes into the temple and wants to give a sacrifice. And they recognize him as the man who was taught against their law all around the world and affected people and made an accusation that he had brought someone who was uncircumcised into the temple, which Paul did not do. There was such a clamor that a Roman centurion rescued him, asking Paul what was going on and Paul not answering him, commanded to have Paul beaten. And that's where Paul said, you're going to beat a Roman citizen. And the soldier said to him, I purchased my citizenship. And Paul said, I was born a citizen. And then they put Paul into protective custody and they take him to Caesarea by the sea where he will be kept because there are those who want to kill him. There are plots and plans the whole time that he's there to be able to have Paul released and kill him while he's going back to Jerusalem. He stands in front of King Agrippa. He stands in front of Felix and Festus who were Roman officials over the entire region. And when Paul realizes that they're playing fast and loose and that they're in cahoots with the Jewish leaders that are in Jerusalem, Paul appeals to Caesar. And the Roman official says, I was going to let you go, which who knows if it really was or not. But he said, but because you have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. It was the right of a Roman citizen to appeal to Caesar and have Caesar hear their case. After a little while, Paul left for Rome 
was taken on a boat. That boat was shipwrecked on Malta. That's where Paul was bit by a poisonous serpent and shook it off. And they were all amazed by that. It's where Paul saved the life of the people on the boat by speaking what God's will was to them. And they finally took him into Rome where he was put in prison and finally moved to where he had his own house and was under house arrest. Don't think it was not that difficult because Paul is in chains and he speaks of being in chains while he's there. And also of those of the household of Caesar who get saved and soldiers that get saved. So Paul continues to do his work, which when he's there under house arrest, it's kind of sad because the Roman church seems to abandon him. And when he goes to stand before Caesar, no one stands with him. You can see the heart of Paul and you can see his mindset when he writes the prison epistles. One of them is the book of Philippians where Paul says, my desire is to depart and be with the Lord, but it's better for me to be with you. So I will choose to be with you for to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Paul knew he had more work to do, but at this point in his life, his desire was to go and be in the presence of God. Now, there are some things that happen in Paul's life that we've got some questions about. It's believed that he was released at 60 and wrote the letters to Timothy and to Titus while he was on release, that he went before Nero, that he got released, and then he was rearrested and then beheaded in front of Nero. And that would be the end of Paul's life. The other idea would be that when Paul was 58 years old, that he stayed in prison, wrote the letters to Timothy and to Titus from prison, stood before Nero, and then had his head taken off of his shoulders. It's so interesting how God used this man and how we are still blessed by him today. I also find it interesting that Paul was the apostle to the Gentiles and Peter was the apostle to the Jewish people because Paul was so equipped being a Pharisee and excelling to minister to Jews, but God chose to bring in the Gentiles through him. When you stand back from the end of your life and you look back, I think that you'll be surprised at the way God used you. God doesn't do the things the way that we do them. And this is why we need to seek him because quite often we think that we know how God should use us, but just because that's the way men would use us or we would do it, doesn't mean it's the way that God would do it. And God often works out of the way to do great things. Now, I told you I would give you a simple resource if you wanted to look back over the life of Paul, and that's in the notes that are below. There are timestamps. And in the timestamps, we have the beginning of each of Paul's age, and it's broken up into all four sections. So you can go down there, you can copy it, you can paste it into your notes. Uh, I think it will be a great resource for you when you are studying the books written by Paul and the book of Acts. And I hope you guys are blessed by this. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.